How can you just leave me standing? And alone in the world is so cold. Maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I'm just like my father, too bold. Maybe I'm just like my mother. She's never satisfied. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like. I'm lost. Oh! <laughs> black card revoked. Give me back my black card. Black card revoked. Okay, I'm about to play that song because it's an easy song. And um, let me just tell you. Um that you, your black card is revoked. Let me, let me speed it up a little bit. Too bold, maybe I'm just like my mother. I don't even know who that is. Black card revoked. Wow. Well, guys, welcome back to another episode of Laughs and Lessons. As you can see, the structure of this show has changed dramatically. Um, <laughs> I have just taken away the black card of my guest here because she don't know this song. She could not finish the lyric, and I am. <laughs> This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, Black Card Revoked. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Adrian. Welcome back to another episode of Laughs and Lessons. Um, <laughs> I have a guest with me today, and her black card has been revoked. Guests, why don't you introduce yourself to the people and give them three things about yourself that you think they should know about you, not including the fact that your black card has been revoked. Okay, well, despite the fact that my black card has been revoked, Snatched. Um, I am Rochelle, uh, otherwise known as Roxy or Roxy Writes. And three things about me, let's see. I was born and raised in the city of Buffalo. That's Woo-hoo. a very important fact about me that I think everyone should know. Mm-hmm. I am active duty. Um, I'm in the United States Army. I have been for eight years now. Eight whole years. Eight years. They have flown by. And then the third thing about me is my favorite flower is a sunflower. Aww. So if you ever want to get back on my good side, just give me a bunch of sunflowers and we can call it even. Oh, my God. That is so cute, Rod. Did I know that about you? Yes. I don't something new about you myself. Aw. How cute. Um, okay. Well, thank you for being my guest today. It's going to be a really good show. Thank um, you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Um, Ro is a very, very good friend of mine. She is this little sweet ball of sunshine. And she's beautiful, y'all. Y'all should see her skin glowing right now. She just, like, I never see this girl looking like dust like me. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like her when I grow up. So, Ro, each uh, episode of Last and Lessons starts off with a um, segment entitled Let's Argue. So, let's argue. Um, 
really interesting topic. We actually had a brief discussion about this and I want to know what your opinion is on it. Being a sugar baby. Is that a form of prostitution or is it just what the kids say, what the kids call securing the bag? To be quite honest, I think that being a sugar baby is whatever that sugar baby wants themselves to be seen as. Um, I think obviously if we put society's view on it, some may feel that it is a form of prostitution, but prostitution has a very distinct definition. Um, A lot of times in this day and age with sugar babies, there really isn't any sex involved in that. It's just an older person taking care of a younger person. (laughs) And, you know, getting you know, or otherwise, as everyone says, securing the bag that way. Now, I think it's really, I don't know, I think it's really difficult for me to say that that is a form of prostitution. I mean, no one is standing on a corner or walking down the street waiting for, you know, their next lick to drive by mm-hmm. as they go off into the sunset to do their <laughs> I think that this is a situation where you have someone who's older, uh, possibly a lot more wealthy, mm-hmm. taking care of someone who's younger. And I think that's all that it is. I personally think it's securing the bag. Now, if you have multiple, you know, if you're a sugar baby to multiple people, mm-hmm. I would be a a little bit more concerned, I guess, <laughs> with activities that could or could not be going on. However, I don't know. I think that you can call it securing the bag. Okay. I, okay, put it like this. I was in a situation where I could have potentially been somebody's sugar baby. And, um... I just knew in my heart of hearts that this was going to be a situation where they were going to want something from me other than quality time. So I was not comfortable with the idea and I looked at it and I thought about it, I should say, because it's like, if you're sleeping with somebody and they're giving in exchange, they're giving you money. How does that not constitute prostitution? So I think it's important that we look at it <laughs> here when we're talking about this. And now by no means am I a sugar baby. I'm not vouching like, you know, sugar babies lives matter or anything like that. <laughs> but I think that I'm more or less looking at intent. If the intent is to sleep with someone for payment mm-hmm. of any sort, that would technically by definition be prostitution. Exactly. That's my it point. Would be that's my point what about the ones who it really is just quality time though like, i don't I, know of any body <laughs> it happens it happens i know people who all the person wants is their time they because a lot of them are older a lot of them don't have that you know sex drive like they used to how old you gotta age. be to not have sex drive though you gotta be like at okay. well into your 70s well for I mean, we're talking universal sugar babies here, right? So I know mm. for men, yeah, well into 
but some of them really don't want that. A lot of them have wives. They have, you know, guests. Yes. <laughs> a lot of them have wives. They oh my have, God. you know, people that can provide that. And they are really looking for a young tenderoni that they can just talk to all day. I mean, one of my friends, I wouldn't necessarily call her a friend, but someone I knew will literally get $500 every two weeks from, you know, her guy just for talking to him on the phone for an allotted amount of hours. Now, I feel like, hey, they're giving you this standard and you have to follow that standard in order to be paid is a little concerning. However, it really was to just talk on the phone. Hmm. See, okay, maybe that's where I'm a little bit misinformed because I don't know anybody. Like, I, when I think about, like, having a sugar daddy it's always like something sexual involved and I'm not with the shits. Like, right. I can't, I can't face myself to do that. Like if it was just like a, <laughs> if it was a situation where it was just like, you know, I just need somebody to talk to at night or whatever the case may be, or go to the park with and feed the birds. Like, okay. Like if you're going to pay me, I guess <laughs> maybe I'll consider it, but I don't know. Like, I guess maybe in my, because in my mind and the way that I've like seen, uh, sugar babies, like interpret it, it's always been, or sugar daddies, it's always been some sexual shit. And I'm just like, nah, that's why I like declined the offer or the opportunity for myself. Cause I'm just like, nah, I'm okay. I can't be, uh, out here selling ass. Like, mm. I mean, I would agree. I will agree. At what point, you know, if you are with, you know, a sugar daddy or you're a sugar baby and you're being paid just for quality time or speaking to somebody, at what point, though, does it become something more than that? So the issue is that someone is actively paying you a large sum of money for your time and for your, you know, for speaking to you or what have you, mm. that is kind of giving that person a lot of control that you don't think they have. So a lot of sugar babies, mm. in my opinion, are just, you know, looking at the fact that they're receiving money or maybe a car or maybe whatever, help with whatever. And what they don't necessarily see is that the person that's paying you for all of this, the person that's taking care of you, the person that's paying these bills, mm. they have a lot of control over your next moves and what you will do and what you want to do. So at what point does it become more of a dangerous situation for you if that's not what you're looking for? Well, at what point does it cross over into <laughs> prostitution? Shit. I would say like if that was the case, like <laughs> we need to have a written contract and it needs to be laid out like these are the things that I will do or will not do and then at any point you, there's a breach in that contract I'm gone like it needs to be a written contract if that's the case like it can't be a verbal agreement because then that's when it gets sticky so yeah nah it's, it's probably like a job. that's what I'm saying like we need to have like a, we need to have a legal <laughs> contract because like if at any point some shit go left like you're not about to have that type of control over me you know that's not happening so damn I need to like do some more research on this shit because I could use a couple of my bills paid so I can save my coins. <laughs> I would agree that it's definitely something someone, that is something that someone is looking for. They should definitely be prepared for what comes with it or the type of baggage that comes with it. Yeah, that's why. Because like you said, it's to find someone who just wants to talk to you with no strings attached and just pay you for your quality time where you can walk off whenever you want to walk off, 
That sounds well, highly unrealistic. Right <laughs> that sounds highly. No, where you at? <laughs> Shawty, where you at? Um. <laughs> okay, that's real interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess the way I see it is like I've always seen it as like a sexual exchange, and I just felt like that's selling ass, so that's prostitution. So there's no like difference there, but uh, <laughs> okay. So. We are going to get into today's topic, today's talk. Um, May, the month of May, is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And that's what today we're going to be talking about today, guys. So um, I brought um, Ro on the show today because she actually has been an advocate for mental health awareness for a while. Um, I've, and most recently... um, I don't know about, I, don't, I can't really remember when, so she's going to have to correct me, but didn't you um, recently, within the past like year or two, complete like your mental health journey? I did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm actually going to let her give you a little bit of information on what she has done um, and what, and about her, um, her platform as to how she has been advocating for mental health awareness and... Um, the things that she has like available to you guys to help with your journey. So like give the people a little bit, a little bit of information about that. Then we can jump into the conversation. Okay. So I'll just start off again. My name's Rochelle. Um, most people call me Ro, um, or they call me Roxy based on, uh, my mental health website, which is Roxy Writes. And so a little bit about, my journey a quick few minutes um so i was dealing with a lot of mental health issues and it finally came to a head where i said that i had you know i basically had enough of dealing with what i was dealing with and i started a mental health journey my mental health journey took me a a little over a year to complete and basically on this journey i really looked to kind of find myself and to really face what it was that I was dealing with and I completed it and so once I completed it or was close to completing it I thought to myself you know I'm just going to use my own experiences to kind of make a website and give those who are struggling or dealing with the same things that I was dealing with kind of what I call a freedom from disturbance and so Hmm. With that, my site is dedicated to providing resources, providing facts, providing, you know, features just to show people who are dealing with what I'm dealing with that there are other people dealing with the same thing. This is what we use. This is what worked for me. Mm-hmm. And just to just kind of let people know that they're not alone. Uh, there's a lot of people dealing with mental health issues that are afraid to come out and say that they're dealing with it, whether it be because of their job, their family, or feeling like they have no support. Mm-hmm. So my site is really for to show them that they do have support out there and they have people who are listening to them. And another reason why I wanted to start my site was because the big thing is therapy. Therapy is huge when it comes to mental health. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that by going to therapists or going to talk to someone, it actually helps. The issue is not a lot of people can afford to go see a therapist and pay that, whether it be a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour. Ooh. And that is a huge issue. I feel 
And so what my site does is it provides a person with resources that I learned personally from my therapist and what actually helps me. So it's kind of like giving you free therapy without having to pay for the therapy. So a lot of the tips that I give are tips that I've used myself from my therapist. Mm -hmm. And I put those on the website so that people can have, you know, at least have that to start off with. Okay. That sounds like that's great. And I think that that's good because like, um, as a black, a person, a black person, um, black people, I should say in the black community, mental health is not something that we talk about. Therapy is definitely not something we talk about, be it like (laughs) for marital or just family therapy or therapy for yourself. Like we don't, I feel like we don't even acknowledge the fact that we have probably the worst mental health issues amongst our peers because of where we come from, the environments we grow up in, the things that we deal with on a regular basis on top of the shit that we deal with as just being human beings. So, and I honestly, um, never, like, it's like, I kind of always understood the concept of mental health, but I've never even thought about like how important it was. And then like, especially the concept of therapy, like me coming from me being black and growing up in that household where shit like that wasn't even, it's like, it wasn't even to the point where it was like, I could, I didn't even have like a safe space at home to talk to my parents about things. Cause my my parents did has told me like don't talk to me about your feelings like from a very young age so I grew up in an environment like that and then I grew up and then I had to go out into the world and deal with the bullshit and then I have no outlet and then it took me until what last year to actually see a therapist so nah mental health is mental health matters because I and the thing is you don't even realize how fucked up you are until you sit down and realize that okay I need help absolutely and it's funny that you mentioned that with the um black community so on my website one of my tabs is solely dedicated to being black it's called being black and it provides African Americans with resources and facts on mental health and the black community. So mm. it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, so the National Alliance on Mental Illness actually has a section dedicated to facts about the African American community. And one of the things that they mention is that based on, you know, like you said, how black people are raised, you know, we're raised to be very spiritual. So you can pray on it Mm. or we're raised to be a lot more tough because of what our parents and grandparents dealt with. Mm -hmm. And what I like try to tell people is I get it. We're supposed to be, you know, we're, we're a strong race. We are a very strong race. We have dealt with a lot. We're very resilient, but mental illness it does not discriminate based on race. It doesn't, mental illness doesn't look at a race and say, oh, well, you know what, you're black, so you're tough, you got it. No, Mm -mm. mental illness will tear you down no matter what race you are. And so uh, one of the things is that, just like you said, African-Americans do experience more severe forms of mental health conditions and it's due to unmet needs and other barriers. So not even just how you're raised, but what's available in the community, Mm. uh, what's available in schools for us. Mm. It's just completely different. And African-Americans are also 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population, which a lot of people don't realize. And so... 
because of certain factors, it also increases the risk for developing a mental health condition. And that includes exposure to violence or homelessness. Mm -hmm. And so my site, it definitely talks about these facts. And then it also talks about how we can help our black communities as well. Um, it, it provides um, readings for people. So um, I have a section called Book Spotlight and then um, which focuses on the African-American community because a lot of times it's hard to find things that relate to us. Mm. And I think that the, the majority of the population doesn't realize that it has to be that way because of the differences, the right. differences that we face versus other races in our communities. And so one of the things, you know, my site is geared more towards the city of Buffalo because that is where I'm from. And um, that's where I experienced the most of, you know, where my mental health issues came from was from the city of Buffalo. And I knew what I wasn't provided and mm -hmm. what I would love to provide for that community. And so um, one of the things that I didn't know that I just recently found out is that Buffalo had an African-American health disparities task force. Oh. And that task force, it's, it's a part of the Millennium Collaborative Care, and it's a healthcare provider system in Western New York. And they work with physicians, um, other healthcare providers, and community organizations to improve the delivery of healthcare for Medicaid patients, majority being African-Americans. Mm -hmm. And so they really identify areas of racial and ethnic health disparities in the city of Buffalo, one being mental health issues. And so I think that a lot of these things are important for me to put on this site so that people in the Buffalo, New York community, mm -hmm. African-Americans, know where they can go for certain resources or know who they can talk to or know which websites to go to. Okay, that's, that's dope. I didn't know that, actually. That's pretty cool. So... Y'all need to check out that website. Um, I will put the link, the the link <laughs> in the description box, <laughs> so y'all can click on it and um and check it out and subscribe and um cause she cause you have a blog, you have a website and you have a vlog. If I'm not mistaken, yes. okay. Yes, I have all three. Um, I'm actually looking to update my website for June, so I update the website every month. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I'm looking to update my blog as well. And then for my blog, I have not been as active on it mm -hmm. um, because I've been um, kind of doing a lot of research before I do my next video, uh, which will be focused on self-care apps. So mm -hmm. I'll be reviewing a lot of self-care apps that I've been looking at actually over the past few months mm -hmm. and which ones, you know, that I like and which ones eh, I could do without um, so that I can post those so that people, because that's just another way for people to pretty much be able to bring self-care home with them who may not really know how to take care of themselves. Okay. And that's actually going to lead me into um, what I kind of want to focus on today um, from your website, I should say. You have a list of things um, that, what is it? What is it? <laughs> you got to remind me what it says. Um, to take care of you. To take care of yourself, right, which yeah. is essentially self-care. Um, now, before we get into that, though, give me like, a, what is your definition of self-care? Like so, if you had to define it. If I had to define self-care for me, um, basically, in so many words, saying to 
put myself first. That is self-care. And so there are a lot of situations that we have to be in where we have to put others first. When we're at work, we have to put others first. Mm -hmm. When we're, you know, out with friends, like there's just a lot of situations where we don't think to take care of ourselves. But you can actually do it at the same exact time Mm -hmm. that, you know, mentally putting yourself first emotionally putting yourself first we can't always put ourselves first physically when we're in a certain situation but you know spiritually mentally and emotionally putting ourselves first is the best self-care you can do because everything that i'm about to list for you falls into that Mm -hmm. you can't do it unless you are really thinking about you i mean truly thinking about yourself because when you're okay everything else will fall into place, whether it's at your job or relationships or your family, you know, Mm -hmm. everything like that. Okay. I mean, and that's pretty much how I define it. I don't like, like I think as far as putting yourself first, like taking care of you, making sure you're good. Um, and I know for 50 facts, I'm still struggling with that. I, and it's, and honestly, like as we go through this list, I'm definitely going to be sharing some like situations as to why I'm having a hard time with that and why it's so difficult for me because like that's where this past like year has been like uh, my life has done a complete 180 and it's like within this past year I've been focusing on my mental health however like I said I feel like I'm on in like (laughs) eternal journey here because it's just like what the fuck is going on in life so um the first point on that list it says what pick a day for self-care which is important but do you think that that is like only one day is is one day sufficient so for me one day is sufficient because all of the other days I'm doing little things like little little self-care things throughout the day okay um so picking a day for self-care for me, is literally picking a day where my phone is on do not disturb, mm-hmm. where I am not, you know, hanging out with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's really a day for me. Um, so, for instance, like I put on my blog, I pick Sundays, right? I pick Sundays because it's the day before the week starts. Mm-hmm. It gives me a chance to really refresh and everything. And Sundays are not as busy as weekends are. Everyone wants to be able to have fun. Um, throughout the week. And since I work Monday through Fridays, I had the ability to have my Saturdays where I'm out and I'm, mm. you know, draining all my energy. And then Sundays is kind of where I regroup. So I would say for some, it may, you may need more than just one day out of the week, depending on how your week is, depending on what you're going through. But I say one day because that is the day where it is truly all about me. Mm, okay. Versus the other days that I have to share with other people. Okay, so for me, I feel like I, like when I when I say I'm having like a self-care day, I don't necessarily always like put myself in a situation where it's just me. Like sometimes I feel like I need to be around like someone who I know is going to like make me feel good as opposed to me being by myself. Because I feel like me being by myself, no matter how hard I try, it sometimes becomes a, a burden. Like I start to be like, in my own head and like shit just seems to be like just (laughs) 
the day that I had planned out for myself to be good, it turns out being like a bad day because I'm like all in my, all in my thoughts, all in my feelings. And it's like, I need to be like, I feel like as a person, I thrive around, like, I feel better when I'm around people that make me feel good or I want to be around. So if I say it's a self-care day for me, like, some days it will be like, a, I know I don't want to be around nobody, I want to talk to nobody, because I'm very much an introverted type of person. But then I also feel like sometimes, most times, I should say, I want to be around people who make me feel good. And I think that just stems from me always being the type of person who always felt the need to have, like, some type of um, embrace and if I don't get that, then I start to feel like, I don't know, I guess empty. So I guess that would be like, but but, but like you said, like your, your schedule, your work schedule is like a Monday through Friday type thing. My work schedule is all over the goddamn place. So it's like, it's hard for me to be like, and it's like, because I work pretty much from sun up to sundown, it's so hard for me to take my days off as a day for self-care because it's like those days off I have to focus on the things that I wasn't able to do during my work week so it's like it's a hard I feel like that's probably one of the most difficult things for me is like having like a day for self-care each week because it is is. and I would definitely say that that is probably the hardest thing that I was able to do because like you I am an extrovert my energy comes from other people Mm -hmm. being around other people but as my journey continued I needed less confirmation from people and more confirmation from myself Mm -hmm. so as my journey continued it became more of being by myself forced me like you said to really sit there and think to really sit there and you know get into my feelings it forces me to deal with what I haven't dealt with because what what happens is when you're around people they take your mind off of what's bothering you and they distract you basically Mm -hmm. and now I'm not saying that anything is wrong with using self-care as being around friends being around family you know being around people who make you feel good Mm -hmm. that is a part of self-care you don't need to be around you know people who are toxic which is another thing on this list Mm -hmm. that I have however if you cannot take care of yourself by yourself, it's going to turn into a bigger issue, Mm -hmm. which is why having a day to just you is so important because it forces you to hang out with the one person who knows you the best. Mm -hmm. And that is you. Mm -hmm. And this is what I tell people all the time when they talk to me about, you know, being alone or having to have someone near them. And it's just like, you trust a lot of people, right? You trust, people to not hurt you you trust people to not you know do anything that's gonna make you feel you know or have a negative vibe Mm -hmm. but the one person who you need to trust the most is yourself because who who on this earth is gonna take better care of you than you no one even if you get into a relationship and you are married for 25 years you could be the happiest person at the end of the day you never know another person's true intent but you know yours because you know you and that is all about learning yourself and so with self-care and self-care days it helps you to get to that point where you are actually trusting your own self Mm -hmm. which is why self-care days are probably the most difficult for people to do out of this whole list i would say that that is the most difficult Hmm. because it's hard it's hard to it's hard to just take care of you which is which we think is you can sit here and say that is absolutely nuts like 
I want to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Wanting and doing are two different things. Two totally because it different is very things. Difficult. Yeah, it's a and yeah. it's something you got to be real conscious about. So, next point is eating healthy. Yes. Now. As you know, and anybody who knows me, um, I am very, I am a advocate for fitness. And I believe the definition of fitness itself is not just like working out or going to the gym, whatever the fuck, exercising. Like it's literally everything that you do as far as eating, what you put in your body, what you do to your body. It's, that's all, that's all encompassing fitness. And I do know that, (laughs) eating healthy is a key to honestly eating healthy is just a key to life like if you want to feel good you have to put good shit into your body like if you put trash into your body like you're gonna look like trash and you're gonna feel like trash like period and I feel like people who I don't know how people I'm saying I see people and I don't it might be like like I say it might be that whole like putting up a front type thing but I see people all the time online talking about something like well I'm just going to keep on eating these, these uh, french fries and chicken wings and eat, like, garbage and not work out. and But they still seem to be, like, you know, good with themselves. And I feel like you can't feel good if you, if you like, have fucking high cholesterol and, <laughs> like, you got the gout Absolutely. and shit. Like, I just don't feel like that's, you know, I feel like that's not. And I feel like that has to fuck with, like, like I said, what you put into your body it creates a chemical imbalance in your mind. I feel like if it's, if it's garbage, like even like, like you think about alcohol, if you drink alcohol, it alters your mental state. It alters your physical and your mental state. So I feel like if you're constantly putting shit into your body, you're going to get shit out. And I feel like that has a lot to do with your mental health because it's, it's a chemical imbalance. I agree. And what I think for a lot of people, which is why I put this on here. Um, Because I, I mean, it took, you know, everyone wants to have, you know, what tastes good, what they feel tastes good, right? The Mm -hmm. sweets and the fatty foods and the fried foods, et cetera, et cetera. And what I had to do was actually put myself to the test to see the difference. And I think that that is what people are going to have to do. When uh, this past month, I was at some uh, military training down in Virginia Beach, and I told myself, this week, I for one week straight, I am going to literally eat healthy. It was fruit, vegetables, you know, uh, brown rice, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and I would do my, you know, an apple cider vinegar detox, you know, tea, everything, and my entire perspective down to my eyesight began to change. I started to mm-hmm. see a difference in the way I was thinking, the way I was able to retain knowledge, mm-hmm. all the way to just how I felt waking up in the morning, waking up early, having the energy to just, you know, continuously do that. And right. so what I want people to understand is that this is scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, that what you eat affects a lot of, you know, the way you think, the way you feel, mm-hmm. you know, the way you retain information. Like, it's definitely something that I realize changes my mental health. And which is why I put it up there because everything up here is 
are things that I've done mm-hmm. and things that I can vouch for. I'm not just pulling this shit off of Google right. or whatever the case may be and saying, hey, well, this is what Google said works. This is what works. These are things that I've tried. And mm-hmm. just like you said, when you eat well, you feel well. Mm-hmm. And that's from physical, emotional to mental state with what with what you eat. Yeah. And I think it's very important for people to understand that. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm a I'm a true true advocate. Honestly, like even like it's like days where I can't make it to the gym or I can't work out because of my work schedule, or whatever the fuck's going on in my life, and I literally feel like garbage. And I be like, yo, what the fuck? Even if it, if I miss a day, if I miss two days, I feel like it's been a week since I've been at the gym, and I just feel like trash. Exactly. And then that little bit of like, even if I'm eating healthy and I'm still eating like my meals and everything and everything is good. If I don't make it to the gym, I don't feel good. And so that fucks with my head like each and every time. And I noticed that. So I, I'm a super, super huge advocate for like health because health is wealth. So that's a good point. I'm glad you put that on there. Um, next one. Ooh, now (laughs) meditation. Meditation, say it with me, everyone. Meditation. I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I have tried, and honestly, I don't know why this is, but I have tried meditation on multiple occasions and I cannot get with the shit like I don't know why but I can't figure out the concept I it's like it's, it's kind of like yoga like for me I try yoga plenty of times whatever reason I get frustrated as fuck and I cannot focus and it's just it's, it'd be a wrap like I'm like well fuck this shit I would love to be able to meditate but it's a no so like how do like can you give like any type of tips on how you got into it or how to do it like what you should be doing to make it work you know let me tell you a little bit about me so i am how my mind works my mind runs a hundred miles per hour okay Mm. my mind is from here to here to here it has a lot to do with you know my job and having to do so many things at once right and So when I first started trying meditation, it did not work for me because my mind starts to go everywhere. That's me. With meditation, it is important for you to calm your mind. And one of the things that works for me in doing it is breathing. Breathing is like the key to meditation from, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Mm -hmm. is the breathing and, and coming up with a rhythm for your breathing. So whether you're taking you know, deep, like large, deep breaths or, mm-hmm. you're, you know, breathing with a beat, it all comes down to the rhythm and then it comes down to your setting. So you can't just do meditation anywhere. Like, for instance, right now there's fire trucks outside, there's everything. All that has to be shut down. Mm-hmm. You can't have any, you know, you have to go somewhere that is semi-quiet and breathe, closing your eyes and breathe, breathing almost to the point where it's kind of like you're about to fall asleep sitting up. And the great thing about meditation is that you can honestly do it from any position, whether you're standing, whether any you're position, sitting, any position. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, because if you are breathing correctly and if you are thinking correctly and if you are shutting yourself down, mm-hmm. everything gets blocked out. I don't care what position you're in. And I say any position, (laughs) any position, 
Okay. <laughs> so I have a, you know, I work for the Army, mm-hmm. and I, I am, you know, it's really, you know, the op tempo is really high at my job. I can go out into the hallway where there's no one standing there or the supply closet, and I'm standing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just breathing and mm-hmm. I'm just relaxing and I'm just releasing all this tension and, and negativity. And within five minutes, I'm, I'm ready to go back with a clear mind to make sound decisions mm-hmm. as a leader due to me just meditating for five minutes, which is what I love about meditation, because you don't have to go off to the nearest spa or nearest massage parlor or whatever the case may be to get that relaxation. As long as you know how to breathe. And you know mm-hmm. how to really shut your mind down. Those are the two key things, in my opinion. Now, I am not a professional, mm-hmm. and I don't teach people how to meditate. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting y'all know that this is how I do it. And I have to be able to do it quick. I have to be able to do it, you know, wherever I am. And that's really what helps. But it all starts with the breathing. It's like when you get upset, you got to count down. Mm, okay. From five to one is pretty much how I do it. Okay, that makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that because I was I've been. I'm really gonna I'm gonna keep you updated because I'm dead ass like I'm be trying to figure this shit out because I just feel like I be in so much like turmoil every day and honestly like I've been and this is gonna lead into the next point actually, um, I've been dealing with a lot of like bullshit in my life for the past year, um. I lost my mom, my dad, my brother, my gr- like everybody that I had like in my media family no longer like I I no longer have a relationship with them because they chose not to have one with me. And I've been fighting to have one with them and trying to and it's only because they don't like me for me. And it's like a lack of unconditional love and I can't wrap my my head around it. So it it frustrates me on a regular basis. It it fucks up my sleep. It fucks up everything and I'm just like, "Okay, so I know I can't do anything to make them want to have a relationship with me. So I need to like focus on me and I feel like I need to like I feel like meditation is something that I need to try to get into so that I can kind of like get like be one with myself." absolutely and that shit had just been like a, a struggle so i'm gonna definitely let you know how i go because and i'm gonna try the breathing thing i'm gonna try to work on that i'm working on that tonight yes. <laughs> um and see like where it takes me and see if i have any progress with it because that shit is like really buck wild to me so which leads to the next point which is cutting out tox i cannot never can never say this word tox <laughs> toxicity toxicity yes um and that means what to you so to me that means that anything that is bringing you any type of negativity has to go right so here's my thing you can't cut out all negativity we have to have some type of balance in our lives Mm -hmm. so if everything is always 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 going well we're kind of setting ourselves up for when the smallest thing happens we kind of shut down because we're used to things going well Mm -hmm. so we need some negative but what you don't need is intentional negativity Mm. okay i'm gonna say that right now you don't need it with anybody just bringing it to you intentionally like we have people in our lives that may bring it and we choose whether we want to allow it in or we don't Mm -hmm. but when people know Mm -hmm. 
you know, what they're bringing and how they're bringing it, mm-hmm. they have to go. Mm, I'm, no. I'm going to tell you that right now. They have to go because what happens is it starts to, it starts to affect you. Mm-hmm. Their negativity latches onto you because that's what negativity does. Right. Can bring, negativity can bring down, you know, the most joyous point of your life and it can just ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And so... What that is doing is it is affecting your progress of having a relationship with the most important person in your life, and that is yourself. Girl. So (laughs) whenever anything is affecting your relationship with you, Mm -hmm. it has to go. It has to go. Now that they can't understand that, Uh then that's people, that's places, that's things, and that's habits. Mm -hmm. It has to go. A word. And so I think like with a situation like yours, a lot of times, you know, us as people, we get frustrated with what we do not understand. And that just comes with being a human being. Mm -hmm. And we don't understand it. It's like, why, 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 why? And the worst thing you can do is try to understand another person when they don't want you to understand them. Listen. They're never going to get that satisfaction because they're not going to allow you to have that. Especially if they feel like it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> when, so when it comes down to it, if it's something that you don't understand and that, you know, person is not allowing you to understand it, hands off. Hands off because it's going to start affecting you. And when a, and when a vindictive person or a narcissistic person (laughs) knows what gets to you once they start to understand what gets to you or a negative person they are going to use that when whenever they can when whenever they have a chance they are going to poke poke the bear they're Mm -hmm. gonna poke at you because they know what gets to you and that that comes with people wanting to have power and control and a lot of times unfortunately it is our parents it'd be your own people your own people our parents our brothers our sisters our cousins and i'll even add in best friends in there Mm. because a lot of times best friends are like our family Mm -hmm. and so and I've lost, and honestly, yeah. in the past year, I've lost two of my friends who I consider to be very good friends of mine. And it's not, right. and I don't think it had anything to do with necessarily um, that whole, like, negative, like, trying to, like, poke the bear type shit. Like, that was more from, like, my family. But, mm-hmm. um, like, I lost friends because they refuse. It's like that whole, like, you're refusing to address the situation and address, like, where you're wrong in a situation. And so, therefore, you're either, you're not going to um, find help to find any type of resolve. So, therefore, this relationship cannot be, we cannot have this friendship. We cannot have this relationship anymore because you're refusing. Like, I'm trying to meet you halfway and you're refusing to take blame for the shit that you fucked up on. And that's, I feel like that's also toxic behavior. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you are who matters when it comes to me- with your mental health. Mm-hmm. And so when you have people in your life who don't want to, you know, help with that, then they have to go. And that's just, it's, it's, it seems hard at first because no one ever wants to hear, I have to let my mom go, I have to let my dad go, Ugh. I have to let my family go, I have to let friends go. No one really wants to hear that because, I mean, when you truly love someone, <laughs> you don't want to let them go. But let me tell you something. 
when you start finding out how much comfort and calm comes with letting that go, it will get easier. Mm -hmm. And you will see just how, you know, happier you are without that negativity. Mm -hmm. So it's not really the person. It's just the negativity that comes with them. Right. That's what you're really letting go of. And they're because they're going to be them regardless. Right. You know, and maybe eventually they'll come around or you will just become happier with who you are and who you choose to be around and the people that are in your life and you just won't need them yeah and i think that's probably like the toughest shit for me has been the toughest shit for me it's still the toughest shit for me because it's just like you got i got living breathing family members that don't speak to me and i can't understand why and they and they refuse and like as many times as i've tried to have a conversation with them they've refused to like they they refuse to meet me halfway to make me feel comfortable in a comfortable setting to have a conversation with them. So therefore that conversation will never happen. Absolutely. And it's like, I'm taking, they don't take my feelings into consideration. They don't take anything into consideration. So it's like, it's what the, yeah. And so that, that's the problem with me. So it's like, but the thing is like, I don't want to be like, Oh, like they, it's like most of they cut me out, but I'm not trying. It's like, I, I have a hard time cutting them out knowing that they're are, they are the toxic individuals. But I'm trying to, my thing is like, if you, my thing is if you, if you deal with the certain type, the same person, um, the same people, your family members, your whole life, and you know how they are, it's like you, and you can accept that, then they should be able to accept you for who you are, not being a toxic individual, but just not approving of who you are for whatever reason. And it should be okay. Like, I feel like that should come with family and that, that's, and that whole shit with me not being able to process that. Maybe you not being able to process things that did like it frustrates me. Shit like that right. frustrates me. So I'm just be like, you know, and like cutting, like you said, cutting out. I mean, like I have no problem cutting out toxic, like um, people who aren't related to me. Um, granted, if I feel like, you know, if I like, granted, I'll miss that individual. I'll miss things about them because like it'll be times where, you know, I I'm not friends with somebody, but I'll miss them. But then I'll remember why I'm not friends with them and I'll get over it. Right. But right. it's different when it's family. So yeah, I think it is. But I'll tell you what, a relationship doesn't give anyone the right to start, you know, negatively affecting your mental health. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give them a right because at that point, it's just blood. From, from my own opinion and what I've had to deal with with letting a lot of my family members go mm-hmm. or not talking to a lot of my family members. Really, what is connecting us? Yeah, that's true. Blood, blood is not worth what I've been dealing with. Girl. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so next topic, next topic, next point. Um, travel traveling now you are the travel queen i'm trying to get like you (laughs) um this girl every time i'll be trying to find out where she at she's not in the country so (laughs) i actually honestly i took my first solo trip um last year the end of last year i was that's when i was like really going through like my i was actually going to see my therapist and like trying to get through this bullshit and i was like you know i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a solo trip i've never done this before and i'm gonna have to i'm forced to be by myself like i feel like if i take a trip elsewhere i'm forced to be myself because i can't just call up somebody or like go go drive to somebody that i know that's familiar i have to be in an unfamiliar place and be with myself so i went to miami and um I did a bunch of shit like by myself 
just random stuff. I've never done like that, done stuff like that before because I am an introvert and I feel like I need to be. And like, I also feel like I don't like I'm, I'm, I'm introverted. So I don't like going out and put myself around people unless yeah. I'm around people that I know. So it was definitely a different experience for me, but I'm going to do it again at some point. <laughs> I probably go like, you know, somewhere else. But um, I started like within the country because I don't I was like scared. I was really scared. I was like, <laughs> I'm like oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, how do I travel by myself? Like, I was just oh, like, oh, man. You know, a lot of people ask me that because a lot of people know that I travel alone a lot of the time. Yeah. So. We'll go back. To so what does that do? Later. What does that do for you and your mental health? Ah, oh, man. So traveling alone. So like I mentioned before, being alone, being by yourself does so much for your mental health because it forces you to think about you. Mm-hmm. Like no one is there to distract you mm-hmm. when you're alone. So have you ever noticed that when you go to sleep at night by yourself, all your thoughts are on you, mm-hmm. everything about you, because you're by yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, for those that are in a relationship, I wouldn't know anything about that right now. But, <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that when I go to sleep, all, you know, all my thoughts come rushing at once, so I just utilize that time. So with traveling, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So last year, um, I had, you know, a... I'll say I had a travel bug. I have a travel bug every single month, everybody. However, (laughs) this was a time in my life where, oh man, like everything was just kind of coming to a head, coming to a head. So I decided to jump on a plane. I think I found a $70 round trip ticket to Puerto Rico because it was still in the States, but it was away from the States, you Mm -hmm. know, because everyone knows Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the U.S. So jumped on a plane to Puerto Rico, um, got to the airport had no plan the plan was just i have to be alone by myself and i have to be in a place like you said where i can't just go up to somebody or go to somebody's house Mm -hmm. or drive up to someone and so i walked from the airport to a local hotel because this was right after the hurricane hit and so i wanted to you know support locally Mm -hmm. owned businesses in puerto rico and so i walked first of all Walking from the airport to my hotel alone gave me so, like, it just gave me so much opportunity to reflect just in that walk by itself, which Mm -hmm. is why, a side note, walking is also really good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. It's also good for you physically as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I did that, and then um, I think I, like, checked into my hotel, and I went to the beach, and I went out to eat by myself, and now this whole time, it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's just me, not on the phone, mm-hmm. not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. It's literally just me. And the next day, I got up, and I was staying in. Uh, it's a. It's. I was in San Juan, but it's this little city to the east of San Juan called Carolina. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was staying. And then you had old San Juan, which all the way. I mean, my we're talking miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. I rented a bike, jumped on my bike, that's so cool. and rode my bike along the coast of Puerto Rico, all the way to old San Juan. And that entire time, I mean, I I had to pull over for a little bit right before I got to old San Juan and I just broke down crying. And it wasn't a crying like, oh, oh, I'm so sad, this, that, the third. It was more or less like such a, it was a release of so many emotions. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is great. Here I am 
looking out at the water mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, riding a bike up the coast along the ocean. That's dope. You know, just thinking about how can I do better for me? And that's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself. What is it that I can do in my life? What changes can I make that is going to make me better for me? Not Mm -hmm. for society, not for your boyfriend, not for your girlfriend, not for your family, not for your friends, but for you. And Mm -hmm. that is what traveling does for me. Whenever I go, it's always great to travel. And travel with friends, it's fine. But whether you're taking a road trip three cities over, a state over, Mm -hmm. utilize, travel by yourself. And the thing is, traveling out of the country alone can seem very scary because you don't have that security net of having, you know, being in your own country. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you one thing. I've traveled to Europe alone. Okay. I've traveled to a lot of places by myself. And... I have not felt any more in danger than I would in the United States. (laughs) But I will tell you this. If you are going to travel alone, then you just need to make sure that you are, you know, aware of your surroundings. You know which type of hotel you're staying at. Or for that matter, if you're staying in a hostel, you need to understand that a hostel that you're sharing, you know, a room. You could be sharing a room where you're sharing a hostel with multiple people from multiple countries, from all different types of backgrounds. And it can seem scary, but if you just had, you know, understanding the country that you're going to is another thing. So understanding their laws, their rules, respecting their culture, that's a big thing. And then the other thing is always knowing where the U.S. Embassy is in whatever country that you're going to, because that's going to be really your security net that you're going to need if you get into a situation out there. So, Mm. but other than that, traveling, uh, next week I leave for Europe. Three See, countries. didn't I tell you every time I turn around, girls like somewhere else. <laughs> and I am so excited because I'm about due. You know, I'm mm-hmm. about due for my travel time, and I'm about due to see and experience other things that I haven't experienced before. All these things help with your mental health. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm planning my. I'm planning on my next trip out of the country. I've only been out of the country besides Canada once. So, um, and that was an experience. So I want to do it again. Um, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm plotting on it. So yeah, I do, I do find that traveling is something that I always want to do whenever I feel like bogged down and I, and I feel like since I've been able to support myself and do it, it's been like life changing. So I do try to travel as much as possible throughout the year, given my schedule allows it. So that's definitely something I think has helped me, um, Ever since I've been able to. So that's good. Um, Okay. So next point is to what? Learn, learn often. Yep. Update your knowledge often. Okay. That's obviously important. I mean, (laughs) if anybody out there that don't know that you're supposed to be learning every day and doing something, because if you're not learning, you're not changing. That means you're not being a productive member of society and you're not being productive to yourself. That's the way I see it. So like I always try to learn something new every day, whether it's something small, something big, like I... I I always make sure that I do and if I don't then I have to be I'm always aware of it I think I feel like whenever I feel like I don't if I know that I haven't learned something I'll read a book or something um the updating your knowledge often so this is just like you know for people to understand how the brain works so you can have gotten through elementary school middle school high school even college 
post, you know, you know, post master's degree, you're working on your doctor, whatever. The brain always needs to be exercised. Mm -hmm. And when you exercise your brain, you are helping out your mental health. Mm -hmm. So what I do for myself is I have a lot of brain teasers on my phone. A lot of, I do um, that too. (laughs) A lot of puzzles on my phone that, um, really test the speed of my brain, Mm -hmm. you know, test the speed of my thinking. It's, it is great. I mean, it helps me. Uh, this is another thing that helps me to retain knowledge and, you know, think quickly, um, as well as thinking clearly and thinking soundly, which is big for mental health because what happens when we get emotional? We're not really thinking. Mm-mm. We're going based purely off emotion. What this does is this trains your brain to, you know, be able to think a lot more clearly and soundly and so that you can make sound decisions that ultimately don't, you know, affect your mental health negatively even more. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So, next point. Starting a new hobby. Yes. You know, I'm glad you had that one because honestly, I don't. This like honestly, doing this podcast was my new hobby for the year. Um, I was. I'm also thinking about taking up um, kickboxing, but other than yes. that, like that's the only like new hobby. I <laughs> new hobby I need to learn is uh, how to love to learn how to organize because. <laughs> that's the hobby Absolutely. I need but yeah um this podcast actually was like my like new hobby that I decided to like get into because honestly I felt like this doing this was going to be um something that would keep me um accountable and something that would make me um help be therapeutic for me and to just to try something new because I love to like I love to run my mouth and I feel like I have a lot of things that I'd be wanting to say. So I feel like a podcast was the best way to do that. So, um, and I, and I say, I will say it has helped me in the way that I was expecting it to, but like for you, like what does a new, like starting a new hobby do for your, like your mental health? Okay. So beginning a new hobby, um, number one, it will give you something to always look forward to. And I don't think people realize how important that is or how much that affects our mental health. Mm, so, you, you know, when, when you are younger, right, and you're sitting in a class and you know you have dance class later, you mm-hmm. know, dance is something that you love to do, or you know, I have this after-school program that I get to go to, you would get the little butterflies in your stomach, you would get real happy, and your mood would be changed for the entire day, right? right? Like, you, because you have something to look forward to. As an adult, that is what a new hobby does for you. Whether it's kickboxing, whether it's a podcast, whether it's painting, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, going hiking, whatever it is that you love to do, mm-hmm. making it a hobby gives you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It creates, you know, um, a better mood throughout the day, which what that, when you're in a better mood at work, everyone around you starts to become in a better mood. It, it makes it harder for something to bring you down or Mm. for negativity to get to you which is why i tell people do anything if you need to figure out what your hobby is do everything try to paint you know Mm -hmm. or try to draw try to learn a new instrument because you don't know what you're good at until you try it right right you may surprise yourself and then what that's going to do is it's going to give you something to look forward to which then once you become you know once you do it a lot and you do it often you get better at it when you're good at something that raises your self-esteem mm. and when raising your self-esteem it just you know 
you become a lot more happier with yourself. Mm. So that is why learning a new hobby is one of the 10 things with, you know, self-care, man. That's cool. That's a, that's a really good way to look at that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So next one, um, what a oh, finding like minded friends to actually hang out. <laughs> Ooh, yes, say it again. What is it? Listen, finding like minded friends to actually hang out. So I have a problem with this because I've always had a problem with friends. I've always had a problem with like I don't know if it's I don't always I always feel like I had a good judge of character, but apparently not because like everybody who I've been like friends with have been like and and like like I consider it to be myself to be friends and not acquaintances, friends, um, that I'm no longer friends with. <laughs> we're just like trash. Like now, I feel like I hang out with the same person all of the time, and I don't like that. I would love to have more friends to hang out with. Like, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who might be like minded, but I don't. I have. A, I think I might be a little cynical of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I you so you tell me what that's like because I don't have that experience. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, I live in the DMV. So you well, know, you're in a perfect DMV. spot. I want to live in the DMV right? so very so badly. So a lot of it has to do with where you live. Ugh. I will admit that, and you know, because trying to find like-minded people in a city that you grew up in can become difficult because it feels like everyone thinks they know everybody. Yep. In the city that you grew up in, and nobody gives anybody a chance to really show who they are because. You go on social media, people think they know you from social media, they think they know all this stuff, mm-hmm. and they don't really give you an opportunity to show them, hey, I'm a pretty cool person, outside of what you think you know mm-hmm. about me on social media. So for me, um, I have uh, this app, it's called Meetup, Okay. and this app provides you a lot of events going on in you know whatever city you live in so let's just say okay i like being outdoors so there is a there's a section called outdoors mm-hmm. literally outdoors you press it there's a bunch of things going on outdoors whether it's hiking whether it's running whether it's people who like you know poetry in the park that's so cool so you find an event that's happening you join that event you start talking to the different people you show up to the event and mind you it's like you know, public places that you're showing up to. Right. And you start meeting friends. And now what the only thing these people know about you is that you like being outdoors. This gives you a brand new opportunity to start to meet people who are not going to judge you because they don't know you. Mm -hmm. This is your opportunity to show them, hey, this is me. This is the new me. Because a lot of times, and I'll have to use the city of Buffalo as an example, because people know how you used to be, Mm. They don't give you an opportunity to show how much you've grown. <laughs> and that's so funny you say that because that was how I felt about you. I could not stand your ass. I couldn't stand you. You were so mean, and I was just like a little bully. And I'm just like, yo, I do not like her. And now I love you. So, <laughs> y'all don't listen to her. I was not a bully. Oh, when I okay. tell you, this girl used to be like, she would run up to you and just punch the shit out of you, and just for no fucking reason. Like, girl, I don't even know you. What are you hitting me for? Like, <laughs> this isn't true. This isn't true. But anywho, this is what I'm talking about. Why people want to bring up your past. These are behind you. I was probably seven or eight, by the way. Girl, we were in high school. Okay. No, we were friends in high school. Were we friends in high school? I believe so. We were track frenemies. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Anywho. But yeah, so basically, finding like-minded friends, um, it can be kind of difficult, but it's doable. It is very doable. It 
you know what? Sometimes, even if I meet someone new in the city of Buffalo, you know, and I want, I reach out, I say, hey, listen, this is who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. How I used to be has nothing to do with the person I am now. Right. So how about we try to vibe a little bit? Let's see if there's something there with the friendship. And this is just how I am. It has a lot to do with personality because not everybody can just reach out Mm -hmm. to someone via social media and say, hey, I think you're pretty cool. Right. Let's if it were that simple. That's what I do. And that's just, that has a lot to do with my personality, which mm-hmm. is how I actually became friends with a lot of the people I'm friends with now in the city of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And out here, I see you. I think you're cool, especially if you're a female, because to be quite honest, I just, I can get a male friend, but there's something about women's empowerment that I am all about. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like, you know, who can provide, you know, better women empowerment than women? Yeah. You know? And so that is just what I do. But yeah, finding like-minded friends. And like I said on my blog, I know it's difficult to find people you trust, mm-hmm. depending on whether you're introvert or extrovert. But once you feel like you are ready to take that step and reach out, you will not regret that. Because once you start finding like-minded friends... It becomes pretty easy, and that's another thing that helps with your mental health because you know that you have somebody on your side mm-hmm. that you can reach out to. Now, this is after you take care of you first. Yeah, because you can't just be out here just trying to latch on to people just because. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been there, done that. Not healthy. <laughs> okay. Um, the next point, I actually like <laughs> put it in my own words. So make a list and keep it fresh. Um, I like that. And what I got from it was basically like, it's kind of, I think I, what, what, the way I interpreted it is more so like when people make vision boards or something, or they make like a, like a, like a list of things that they, like goals that they want to, that they want to accomplish and like always revisiting that to see like if it's something that you've done or if it's something that like seems impossible or whatever the case may be and like altering it to make sure it works for you. Is that where you're kind of going with that? Yeah, I mean, any list in general, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I mean, whether it's a list about certain things you like, keeping it fresh, music list, podcast list, going back to it, all that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Going back to it, updating it. Goal list. Really big on goal list because mm-hmm. it's not just about you thinking about what is it that I want to do or what is it that I want to accomplish? Because that's one part of it. The other part is when you get to cross off those things that you have accomplished. That is the greatest feeling in the world when you can say, I wanted to do that, Mm -hmm. so I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. I did what I had to do to plan it out, and then I succeeded, and I got to cross it off. Mm. That all helps with your mental state. And I, it's just... Trying to get people to understand how little things like this mm-hmm. can do so much for something as big as your mental health, it's great. And so regardless of what it is, it could be saving up to buy, you know, a new microphone for my podcast. Mm-hmm. May seem little to some, but not to the person whose new hobby it is to right. be, you know, to start a podcast and actually, you know, it could be, hey, do five podcasts in a row consistently. That's, mm-hmm. these are all goals and these are all things that's going to help with your mental state yeah, I agree so yeah I mean I think that that's super duper important I know like 
the year 2017 was like the best year of my life and that year I actually made like a list of things that I wanted to do and I think I checked off like almost the whole list and it felt like so good it did so much for me like throughout the year and it was so crazy because it was like I felt so good like that was such a good year for me so like but then life happened so it was like the next year was just like ugh (laughs) you know what a lot of people come to me and they say you've done so much in your life mm-hmm. and the and you know like how can I do that and I tell them everything that I've done I've I've always written it down you know so whether it was to you know study abroad check whether it was to become a police officer check <laughs> you know go to mm-hmm. the academy succeed in the police academy check mm-hmm. you know Go to Harvard, check. You know, <laughs> Girl. You know, travel, check. You know, get a master's degree, check. Become a commissioned officer in the United States Army, check. Like, all these things I've been able to be consistent with because I had goals. Mm-hmm. I made them goals and I wrote it down. There's but you knew how to stick to them. Exactly. That's the... Uh... The only reason I knew how to really stick to them, and it not necessarily, you know obviously because of ambition and Mm -hmm. my ambition but it was really because I wrote them down and I saw them every single time which is why vision boards and goal boards are so important you need something that you can look at every day to say yes that's something I still want to do the mind the mind wanders all the time Mm -hmm. so the issue with that is other things start to take you know precedence within our minds right and we forget but if you write it down that's something that you have to see that's something that you remember that's something that you want to do right i mean that makes sense that makes sense um i don't think i'm really good at lists (laughs) i can't lie i'm not really good at it um i've had a more difficult time with lists in my lifetime just because i feel like i'm because i'm not an organized person that's my problem has a lot to do with you becoming more organized as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure it, it out. It all falls into place, I'm telling I've you. I've been trying to figure that shit out, but it's real hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hard. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Um, okay, so the last point on this list is <laughs> something that I know nothing about. healthy sleep habits and i understand the i understand the the point of it because when i (laughs) if i ever in my life had a healthy sleeping pattern healthy healthy sleeping habit um i've always been a lot more functional felt better you know but (laughs) my life is not i feel now is not conducive to having a healthy sleep habit I don't, well I guess, I guess you should explain what that is because I feel like if you even if I have like a um certain things that I do every night to make sure that I sleep right I still don't sleep well so explain what you mean by healthy sleep habits and then what it is that people can do to to have them and how it'll help them Okay, so when I say healthy sleep habits, I am really talking about connecting with yourself, listening to your body, you know, because the body 
has a way of telling you or giving hints when it's when it hurts, when it's tired, when it needs care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we do not listen because we kind of do what we want to do. Right. And it's like, okay, if like right now, for instance, if my body is like, you're tired, go lay down. What's the first thing I'm saying? If I lay down now, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be young, <laughs> or I have this to do. I have that. That's the first thing everyone says. If I go to sleep now, I'm going to be up all night. You know, like literally your body's telling you that it wants to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But thing with me is like, especially when I'm in like a really depressive state of mind, my body, all I want to do is sleep. But then I know that I'm not supposed to be doing that. So then that also becomes a problem. So what do you do about that? So this is all where taking care of your mental health comes into play. Mm-hmm. And basically what you describe is how it can be like a domino effect. Because when you're not, you know, when you're going through something and you don't take the necessary steps, whether it be because you don't know, whether it be because you have things to do, you know, you start to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It starts to affect how you eat. It starts to affect your ability to have relationships with friends, your ability to go out, your ability to really do anything on this list, and especially your healthy sleep habits. Obviously, sleeping for 24 hours is not healthy <laughs> for your body. Sleeping for less than, you know, six hours maybe is not healthy for your body. Mm-hmm. But the important thing about sleep habits is that you have to learn you have to learn your body. So going and getting sometimes you should go like you can go as you know so far as to you know going through some type of sleep testing mm-hmm. to see, hey, you know, what's better for me. So the iPhone, you know, for those with Androids, <clears throat> I don't know if you had this feature, but <laughs> The iPhone has been tracking my uh, sleep pattern. Mm. So days, you know, some days it'll say you got five hours of sleep this day or this day you got seven hours of sleep. And what I'm able to do is see kind of how my body was able to function Mm. based on how many hours of sleep that I got. So so for me, for instance, six hours of sleep Mm -hmm. is the idea about a sleep amount of hours that you know for me to function for me to do well Mm. but it's important to note that you know the hours you sleep that's a little 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 tiny part of developing you know healthy sleep habits right what you eat before you go to sleep what you drink before you go to sleep matters what you do before you go to sleep Mm. what you're watching while you sleep Mm -hmm. you know what conversations you've had before you went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, the type of clothes you are wearing while you sleep. So does nothing count? Nothing as clothes? Mm-hmm. Um, from what I was taught and from what I spoke to my doctor about, sleeping without clothes on is probably the healthiest way to sleep. Yes. <laughs> from what I have been told. Now, listen. Some of y'all are like, I'm not sleeping with nothing on. I at least got to have my socks on. Because I've heard that I've at least got to have, you know. I can't sleep with nothing listen, on my feet. Listen, no. Okay. Mm-mm. It gets weird around here. And I know everybody <laughs> <knows>. <laughs> And some people just aren't comfortable. And especially for women, we can't just sleep with nothing on all the time. <clears throat> I.e. that time of the month, ladies. I get it. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. 
Adrian up here looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm thinking like, because I'm thinking like, what you talking about? But I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's right. That is true. Yeah, so, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. But all of that has something to do with and a big part is when you come home from work, from school, from wherever you are at, and winding down. Mm-hmm. So one of the apps that I have at 8.45 every night, it hits me up. It says, your phone is now going on. Do not disturb. This is your unwinding time. Mm-hmm. I'm able to list in this app everything that, you know, it'll tell me 30 minutes, read. Read for 30 minutes. Mm. Eat fruits and vegetables, you know, or drink water. Um, you need to place a glass of water by your bed so that the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you drink a glass of water. I do like, that. Mm-hmm. So this app, which is one of the apps that I'll actually probably put on my website for June, mm-hmm. because this is the one that I've been using the longest, mm-hmm. um, actually helps me unwind mm-hmm. before I go to sleep. I mean, ladies and men, <laughs> if you got to drink a small glass of wine, to wind down. I am an advocate of such things. Do you? <laughs> Let me tell you that that is a great thing. I mean, drinking a, I drink half a glass in order for me to start winding down, and it helps. Take a bubble bath. Bubble mm. baths just aren't for women. Yeah. My guys out there who yeah. want to get into self care but don't really know what to do. Everything I listed on that list is universal. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the other thing I want to say before we end this today is that self-care is more than just getting a face mask, getting your hair done, getting Mm -hmm. your nails done. Self-care is a lot more than just, you know, physical beauty for my, you know, women and men out there. Self-care is really a mental, emotional and physical as well as spiritual thing that you must do. Because let me tell you something, you can get your hair done, you can put a face mask, you can get your toes done and everything, and you can still be depressed after you get all that Sure can. (laughs) I just want to let y'all know that self-care is everything I I named on that list, plus more. There are countless ways in which you can do self-care other than just the physical things, you know, the physical beauty type of things to do. And... It helps. Yeah. It does. And this is coming from somebody who has been through it. And, like, when I tell you, she is, just, like I told you, I want to be like her when I grow up. So, um, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that topic. Um, I think everybody out there listening should take heed to this. Just look at her website. She has a lot of good, um, a lot of good things on there. Um, I've been subscribed and following for her as long as she's had it up. So, you know, um, and then watching her transform at least over these past couple of years has been something like amazing. Like I said, I want to be like her. I cannot stress that enough. I want to be like her when I grow up because it's something that now I'm in that transitioning phase and I'm just like, what do I do? And I have to look to other places to try to figure it out because like sometimes going to therapy doesn't always help sometimes you know doing like my journaling doesn't always help sometimes the things that I go into the gym like that's always been my therapy for as long as I started doing it back in 2012 like that's been my escape from the world it's been my way to relax and it always has helped me but then when it got to a point where that wasn't enough I knew I needed to do more so my aside from eating healthy and 
you know, having a healthy, strong body, um, physically, like my mental was still fucked up. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this is a good, a really good, uh, topic to talk about. And I appreciate your insight. I appreciate your, um, because it's not something like I said, you're not just pulling this shit from Google. Like it's something that you've been through, something you've experienced, something that has actually worked for you. And that's, what's most important. I feel like I would never want to share any information that wasn't authentic. And yeah, I appreciate that. Like a lot. So we are going to move into the next and final segment of the show, which is entitled ask Adrian. So you can ask me anything you want to ask me and I'll have to answer honestly. So I'm pretty much in the hot seat right now. If you have anything. Let's see. So you really aren't going to be that man sugar baby. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I cannot fix myself to do such a thing. I honestly gave it some thought. I'm not going to lie saying give it no thought because I'm like, you know, somebody to pay my bills, that would be great. But honestly, I feel like if he was a little bit younger, I might feel a little bit better because it's like, it kind of get it kind of it was like it was creepy to me it, it gave me that like daddy daughter type <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> thing and like and I'm not like with that shit like granted I don't have a relationship with my father but I don't really want it from you like I don't want to look at you and be like because eh, I know what you're gonna want from me and so therefore that's that's just fucking weird all around so I can't say that I'm no I'm not doing it um and let, like I said, it, I, the only way I would be anybody, <laughs> not only I would be anybody's sugar baby is if it was not anything like physical involved. Like you just want to kick it. You want to hang out. You want me to go grocery shopping with you? Like we could do that as long as you are paying my bills. <laughs> like I'm okay with that. But other than that, nah, bro, I can't, I can't do it. Okay. You all heard it here. Adrian is not with having the sugar baby status. Unless y'all trying to pay my, I mean, unless you're trying to pay my bills without like nothing, nothing crazy going on. You know what I'm saying? If y'all want to just send me some money, let me know. But you can drop that cash app for you. Yeah, I will get, I will give it to you. (laughs) Just let me know. (laughs) Okay. Well, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of Last and Lessons. I uh, appreciate everybody who's listened. Uh, make sure if you like this episode, give it thumbs up. Um, give it a good rating. Leave me some comments. All that good stuff. Um, always let you guys know that my um, social media page on Instagram is at Last and Lessons uh, underscore. Spelled exactly how it uh, sounds. And you can find like the updates for the podcast and all that stuff there. Like I said, you can leave me comments there, DM me, whatever. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, I do. I will work with you as long as you have a good topic that you want to talk about. Um, and you can contribute to it the way that um, all my guests have. So, um, yeah, that's it. It's going to wrap up this episode and I will talk to you guys soon. You will hear from me. And as always, I want you guys to have more laughs, drink more water, create a lot less stress, which is conducive to that self-care thing. (laughs) And always be blessed. Peace.